the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melville, New York. Animalist number 1330. Our timing is fantastic today as we have U.S. Senate candidate Josh Mandel booked for an 1133 appearance here on the Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. And Josh is taking lots and lots of criticism. You have to specify because Josh frequently takes lots of criticism. As he will no doubt repeat today, he is a fighter and I'm sure he enjoys the criticism that he is getting from some of the places he is getting it. But it is related to his latest campaign ad. And we have early voting in the May 3rd primary underway in the state of Ohio. So we look forward to talking to Josh at 11.33 today. It's not a surprise to you, I'm sure, that the media does not accurately portray news events. A long time ago when I got into journalism, there was an oft-repeated phrase that was supposed to be a guiding principle of journalism. Pretty simple. Accuracy, accuracy, accuracy. It was kind of an offshoot of the old bromide about where you live. Location, 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 or businesses. Location, location, location. Right? That's what matters. Well, in the newspaper industry, accuracy was supposed to matter. Matters to the extent that if newspapers make a mistake... They issue a correction. They don't just let the mistake ride. Well, we've long since passed that era of accountability in media. We've not just passed it. We've uh, raced by it to the point where newspapers now don't only not care if they make a mistake. They intentionally push false narratives, which is another term for lies, in order to uphold their own partisan viewpoint. TV stations do it too. In fact, our local newspaper, and I know for sure two of our local TV stations, did it yesterday as it relates to House Bill 616, which is the Ohio equivalent of the Florida Parents' Rights and Education Bill. Now, I just gave the name accurately. It is, in fact, actually, I gave it inaccurate. It is not the Parents' Rights and Education Bill. It is the Parents' Rights and Education Law. It is now a law that in the state of Florida, you cannot indoctrinate, teach, discuss, instruct kindergartners, first, second, third graders in matters of gender ideology, sexual orientation, or anything like that. They are deemed 
by lawmakers representing the citizens of the state of Florida, those young children are too young to grasp the concepts of sexuality, sexual identity. So we're not going to teach it to them. It's not going to be allowed to be taught to them until they are in the fourth grade, which I think somebody pointed out to me yesterday. We're acting like this is a victory, keeping this kind of evil nonsense from being taught to kids below the fourth grade. Like, this should be not allowed until high school. So we're not setting our bar high enough. We're settling for what we think is a minimal level of propriety when it comes to instructing kids in things they should know, like how to read, how to write, how to do math, science, those kinds of things. So Ohio, viewing this from afar, says, you know what? We better get ahead of this. Why don't we do the same thing? And two legislators propose their own version of the Florida Parents' Rights in Education law. But you won't find that description on the homepage of the Columbus Dispatch today. You will instead find three, not one, not two, three, three times in three different stories. The Ohio equivalent to the Parents' Rights in Education law, which we're about accuracy, right? In journalism, we endeavor to get it right. They'll tell you in their cute little videos they do about their neighborhood initiative on news and telling the whole story and presenting the authentic truth and all those other euphemisms that they use to talk about how committed they are to telling the whole story. Accuracy has a role somewhere in there. It should be woven throughout the entire fiber of that initiative. And yet, today on the homepage of the Columbus Dispatch, the Parents' Rights in Education law is portrayed three times as the Don't Say Gay bill. Now, the Don't Say Gay label placed upon the Parents' Rights in Education bill when it was a bill before it's now a law was concocted, invented, made up by opponents of the law who want to exaggerate, lie about what's in the law to marshal people's indignation. Can't tell them the truth because they won't be indignant over the fact that you can't indoctrinate kids in matters of sexual orientation and identity below the fourth grade because most people, most thinking, rational Americans will say, yeah, that makes sense to me. Those kids aren't ready for that. Why do they need to be taught that? Shouldn't they be taught just the basics of reading, writing, arithmetic, science, and other subjects? Those are more germane topics for a kid under nine years old. So they have to fan outrage, and you know you have to create outrage. And the only way to create it is to mislabel the law. So they mislabeled it in Florida, and the mainstream media picked it up. And now that it has been reported widely that the Florida law never says the word gay, let alone that there's a prohibition against saying the word gay, certainly the people at the Columbus Dispatch, Anna Staver, the reporter, uh, was it Kelly Leckler, the editor, the copy editors, they probably don't have copy editors anymore. They're going bankrupt, so they can't afford copy editors. They all know this. They all know it's not the don't say gay bill. They all know that there's no prohibition in the Florida law against 
saying gay. They know the word gay is not in the bill. You know who else knows that? Jamie Ostroff of NBC4 here locally. She knows it, too. She referred to it on the air as the Don't Say Gay Bill. And I'm just curious. I'm just curious. I've asked on social media because I don't waste a phone call. They're not going to call me back at the Columbus Dispatch. If you exist in a business where you want people to trust you, if you make the argument that people should trust you, that you are trustworthy, and yet in something that is indisputable right now, that that law in Florida is called the Parents' Rights in Education Law. That is the official name. Is the Columbus Dispatch tomorrow going to start writing about Ohio State coach Brian Day? Maybe somebody at the Columbus Dispatch thinks that Ryan Day's name ought to be Brian Day. Maybe they could just change that. Maybe their personal opinion extends to the names of coaches of football teams in town. Maybe they want to change the name of a school or change the name of a street. What else? What would else? What would otherwise be off limits to the personal observations of the reporting and editorial staff of the Columbus Dispatch that they could feel free to just change it according to their partisan wishes as opposed to telling the truth, being accurate, doing the things you need to do to be trustworthy. Played a cut from Bill Maher yesterday about why people don't trust the media. This is another level of willful error wrapped up in partisan hackery. It's one thing to slant news to try to give people your viewpoint, so it will become their viewpoint. It is quite another to inaccurately and purposefully, willfully, inaccurately report what a law is called, and then when you compare it to a law proposed in Ohio, move that same inaccurate label from Florida here to Ohio. So you should not trust anything, because if One page, one headline, one story of the dispatch is corrupted. The whole entire product is corrupted. How are you to know where? Well, in lifestyle, we tell the truth. Well, in in, uh, national news, we tell the truth. International news, we're not going to lie about that. Sports, we're going to tell the truth. Maybe they'll start reporting scores of games as to what they should be. I mean, let's say a basket was made in the judgment of a reporter after the final buzzer. And the officials count it, but, you know, in the opinion of the person covering the game, no, we're not going to count that basket. It's not fair. I don't believe that basket should have counted, so we're not going to count it. Where does this end? It doesn't end. It doesn't end. Their own personal preference on the news and the accurate portrayal of things in the news. Their own personal preference triumphs over any commitment to accuracy and integrity. Those are antiquated, out-of-date, unuseful concepts to the people whose paycheck comes from the Columbus Dispatch and from our local television stations. Although I will confess I didn't watch Channel 10, so I can't indict them. But 4 and 6 did it too. So just so you know, if you didn't know before, you now have proof Accuracy, optional in our local media.
We will have U.S. Senate candidate Josh Mandel on our show at 11.33. We never seem to have a shortage of ability to time up our appearances from Josh with the latest criticism of Josh in the media. His uh, latest commercial filmed on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, a very consequential civil rights historical location, uh, has people mad that he is uh, somehow demeaning the existence, uh, the uh, legacy, rather, of uh, Martin Luther King. So we'll talk to Josh about that. Uh, Here is the commercial in case uh, you have not seen it. Critical race theory is crap. Martin Luther King marched right here. So skin color wouldn't matter. I didn't do two tours in Ambar province fighting alongside Marines of every color to come home and be called a racist. There's nothing racist about stopping critical race theory and loving America. Josh Mandel, pro-God, pro-gun, pro-Trump. I'm Josh Mandel, and I approve this message. You want a fighter? Send in the Marine. So we'll talk to Josh about that at 1133. Bernice King, who uh, is a descendant of Martin Luther King, took him on, said that the uh, Martin Luther King message did not, in her view, motivate Josh to film that commercial. Uh, We'll see. We'll see what he has to say. I tend to think this is getting him the exact kind of attention that he likes, and it continues to uh, fortify his reputation as someone who doesn't care what other people say about him. He does have the endorsement of Ted Cruz, so we'll talk to Josh Mandel about that. But back to the lie in our local so-called media about Ohio House Bill 616. It would do a lot of what the Florida Parents' Rights in Education law does, which would ban discussions, instructions about sexual orientation, sexual identity, gender identity. I don't even like to say gender identity because saying gender, saying the word gender lends credence to its existence in our culture, and we should just determine what sex you are. Gender is a made-up concept. Sex sufficed for years because there are only two sexes. Don't bring me, what about this person who's born this way? I'm not giving you the exception as the rule, okay? Don't bring me your exceptions as the rule. The left does this all the time. They do it on abortion. Well, what about when the uh, person is raped? Yeah, how often does that happen? Where somebody seeks an abortion because they were raped and it was a violent crime and they can't bear the thought of carrying the child of the person who raped them. They hold that up as if that's the most common reason why women seek abortions. Exception as rule. Don't fall for it. It is a lie. So is pretty much everything you read under Anna Staver's byline about this Ohio version of the Parents' Rights in Education Bill. Now, this is a very interesting fact here regarding Anna Staver's reporting in the Columbus Dispatch one, two, three times labeling this bill on its homepage as the don't say gay law, which it is not. Anna Staver quotes... A member of the Ohio State Board of Education, Christina Collins. She really likes Christina Collins. She quotes her in, uh, well, all three stories have a quote from Christina Collins in it. So I thought to myself, well, uh, if I were doing this, because, you know, I used to do this, (laughs) I would make sure that if Christina Collins of the Ohio State Board of Education tells me she hates this proposed law, I'd first go find out how many people are on the Ohio State Board of Education. I wonder if anybody on the Ohio State Board of Education supports this law. 
I'd make a couple of more phone calls to other members of the Board of Education. How many do you think there are? How many do you think there are? A two, three, they were both on vacation at lunch, cell phone battery died, and poor Anna Staver of Columbus Dispatch could not reach any of the two or three. Ah, turns out there's more than two or three other members of the Ohio State Board of Education. It turns out there are 18 more. 18 more. There are 19 members of the Ohio State Board of Education. And this law, this proposed law, came to light yesterday morning. So Anna Staver had all day to reach one of the other 18 who might support the bill as proposed, House Bill 616. I'm going to guess... Not only is there one other person on the Ohio State Board of Education who supports this, I'm going to guess there might be a majority of the people on the Ohio State Board of Education that supports this because you know why I think that? Because a while back, two of the wokest members of the Ohio State Board of Education were kicked off by Mike DeWine. Now think about how woke you have to be to get kicked off a board by Mike DeWine, who most people believe, will veto this bill if it comes to his desk as a law. And I certainly hope that the General Assembly does to DeWine on this likely possible veto. Uh, What they did to him back during COVID, which was chop him right off at the knees and override his veto. Because there's no doubt in my mind, the parents in the state of Ohio, oh, remember them? Remember them? They're the people who created the kids that go to the schools that allow teachers' unions in the state of Ohio to have big, fat, bloated staffs where everybody makes a ton of money, and teachers who make really good salaries for nine months of work and get their summers off. Those kids, those kids, they were actually created by the parents who I'm telling you will support this law. What does this law do? Well, it does not make any prohibition about not saying gay. So there you know, that's you know that's a lie. Because you're going to hear that and hear that and hear that and hear that. It also does not silence voices of black and LGBTQ families. That's one of the lies told about this law. It is remarkably similar to the Florida law. All it says is no public school, community school, or private school that accepts vouchers, state money, can teach, use, or provide any curriculum or instructional materials that deal with sexual orientation or gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. That's all it says. Can't do it. Kindergarten through third grade. Fourth grade, have at it, wokesters. We'll fight you on that front when we get there. Right now, we're only asking that you keep the kids' minds free from your warped, evil, twisted, demonic ideology until they're in the fourth grade. What would happen if you did it? Well, you should be fired. Educators in schools who violate the proposed law could face suspension and the loss of state funds, depending on the severity of the offense. Now, the way that our law differs from Florida's law is that we thought, hey, while we're doing this, why don't we do it all the way? Why don't we throw in there the things that our Ohio State Board of Education, the one with the 19 members that poor Anna Staver of the dispatch could reach only the one, who disagrees with this law. 
They, a few months ago, said no more critical race theory. Can't teach it. Can't teach divisive concepts. But now they want to get it codified into law. Good for them. Good for them. Can't teach critical race theory, intersectional theory, inherited racial guilt, diversity, equity, and inclusion learning outcomes, and any other concept that the State Board of Education defines as divisive or inherently racist. Kudos on whoever wrote that, because every word of it is awesome. I welcome my teachers' union presidents, officers, on the show to debate it with me. I just want to know, why is it so important to you to indoctrinate little kids in sex before they know what sex is or before they should know what sex is? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.